0: This is
1: Cliff Compton, and you're listening to live from the Armory. Oh, no, hold on, it's getting late. Take laid. two. This is Cliff Compton, and you can listen. You're listening to live from the what
2: is it? Armory, like an yeah. actual armory. Armory. Yeah, like an armory, yeah. like a building.
1: Oh, I thought I said something else. All right, ready? Mm. Take six. Yes. This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to live from the Armory. armory. Now I can't stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: <laughs> why, don't, Wouldn't why don't we do a different? Why don't we do a different one? Uh, we'll, we'll be original. How about,
2: how about this one? How about we'll make it easy? This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show.
1: All right. This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. It's one of the best wrestling shows out there.
3: Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Just
2: me rambling on incoherently and Laura talking about Caleb Conley.
3: Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob.
2: Don't you start on me, Laura. I mean it. I'm in a bad mood.
3: And the lovely Laura.
4: You know what you need to do, Bob? I need to drink you some conley Aid, just like I do every morning out of my O Face cup.
2: following takes place between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. You know what? It sounds a lot better when Kiefer Sutherland does it on the opening of 24, whatever. Well, folks, it is Wednesday night. That means that it's time for live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I'm your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. In just a few moments, the lovely Laura will be joining us tonight, folks. We have a guy that I talked about last week on the program the Southern Savior, John Schuyler, will be with us on the line, in studio, on the phone, however we do this crazy thing. He'll be on with us in the 8 o'clock hour. We're really excited to have him on because I'm telling you, I think he's a guy that we need to be paying attention to. We'd like to thank you no matter where you may be at this evening, whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio or you're downloading us off of iTunes, iTunes. Folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can. Our Twitter address is at fromthearmory. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook. And I know it's Facebook something something backslash something something, but Laura always does that, so here she is to tell you how. Hey,
4: y'all. If you want to find us on Facebook, Facebook dot com backslash live dot armory dot
2: nine. How you doing tonight, Laura?
4: I'm doing super and duper. How about you, Bob?
2: I can't complain. I can't complain. Been a busy week for wrestling. A lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of events uh, that were uh, really big, really big successes in their own right. We're going to try to run down a few of those. Laura was uh, Laura was at a show. We both watched the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Laura's got some stuff in her mailbag. We've got Fan due to the Week and all that other crap. But before we get kicked off too awful far, because we've got a stacked show, we're going to bring on a guy who was in Atlanta, Georgia this past weekend and debuted in <laughs> Atlanta, and they ran him out of town on a rail. <laughs> what's up, guys? What's, what's going on, Mr.
1: Sleeve? Oh, I'm hey, mad come. Oh, just coming off an exciting weekend, very exciting. How was uh, hot Atlanta? Hot Atlanta was hot, very yeah, hot. You know what? I, I thought it was. I thought that was just a figment of speech, but no, no, no. It was really, it was really hot down there. there like, how
2: did? That go, 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 go? No, no. It is hot. I've been. I've been to Atlanta in like July and August, and it's. When they say it's hot Atlanta, it's hot Atlanta for a reason. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: There's no gimmick behind that. It's 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 real.
2: No, it, it yeah, that's not a shoot. If you go to Atlanta, you're going to sweat, guaranteed.
1: Uh no, uh, it was a great show. Uh, you know, I met a lot of really cool people. Met uh, Josh Whelan for the first time, which was very cool, very fun. Uh I met uh former PWX guy uh Chip Day. That was pretty cool, talked to him. And uh Jimmy Rave talked to him for a second and Murder One talked to him for a little bit, you know. It was a really good show. Uh crowd the crowd was hot. So, I mean, you know. I won my match, I lost in a sense, because the fans didn't pick me to uh to swim, they kinda sank me. But uh, you know, that's that's Atlanta. They don't they don't understand good good talent when they see it.
2: Yeah, they're 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 you're they're uneducated in Atlanta, is what you're saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. They
1: don't they don't it, understand good talent when they see it. They 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 did not pick me for the contract, so uh they they picked my opponent Friday, so that's kinda of ridiculous.
2: So. And for and for folks that may not know what uh Mr. Slees is talking about, he's talking about the uh show Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, The Connect Volume One that took place this past Sunday in College Park, uh, Georgia. Uh what was the uh what was the crowd like there? Mr. Sleaze, um, uh, what would you say? Uh, let's see. You know,
1: I I want to say, let's. I let's, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know how to put a number on it because I really, when I go out there, I really got tunnel vision, and uh right. you know, I want to say there was <coughs> about close to a hundred.
2: Okay. Uh, so
1: I mean, good for a first show. I think. I mean, good for uh, really good for a first show. So.
2: And everything that uh, everything I had heard on it that the uh, the show was a good show, uh, good for a uh, good for a debut show. Everybody seemed to be uh, CB, seemed to be happy with the overall product, and uh, you know everybody had a good time. Oh
1: yes, yeah. so, uh, from what I saw, there was uh, the locker room was very ecstatic about going out. Uh, everybody was very friendly. Like I said, I think I was the only South Carolina guy. In in Atlanta, locker room. So it was kind of it was kind of <laughs> far out for me to be in there because I'm like, oh, okay, everybody in this locker room knows each other, and I'm just this sleazy guy coming out of nowhere. Right. That that's in, what that you in, usually in, do. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. True. I
2: mean, that's
1: true. So I mean, the good thing is, you know, I had like three fans after that show. You know, I sold a T-shirt, so so it was all worthwhile.
2: <laughs> the money's rolling in.
1: Oh yeah, the money was rolling in, uh, f- in,
2: in single dollar amounts.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You've got some. Uh, you've got some bookings coming up in July. Do you want to run those past the people? Oh,
1: geez.
2: oh yeah, Jesus! I got a lot of bookings coming up. <laughs> um,
1: July fifth, I'm going to be in Belmont, North Carolina for Scars and Stripes Wrestling um, at the Belmont National Guard Armory. Um, don't know the ticket price. Don't ask me. Um, I do know that I will be uh, in a tag match against uh, the New Breed. I know Cedric Alexander will be there. I know uh, form, uh, former guest uh, Zane Raleigh will be there. I know Rob Tilljoy will be there. A lot of good talent will be there. Uh, the next week I got uh, on Friday, uh, July 11th, I think it is, I've got uh, Fireball's Grindhouse Show at Tremont which I know lovely Laura will be there again because everybody loves a sleazy kissing booth. Um, yes, we do. The next next day I'm going to be at XWW at Inkfest at the Cabarrus Arena in Charlotte, North Carolina uh, for uh, for XWW. Oh, crap. And uh, let's see. The next week is, the, is a fun week for me. I'm going to be going to Elkin, North Carolina, wherever the hell that is. And I'm going to be in uh, $5 wrestling again. Very cool. And more dates to
2: come. Uh, so, to be determined at the end of that month. Very good. Very good. Eric, we're going to keep moving on, brother. we got a lot to cover tonight. You going to listen in?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, first off, uh, Screwjack Swagger and uh, Fucked up WWE for letting go of Josh Matthews. There you go. Please give me...
2: Yeah, very restrained. Uh, sleeves gets heat segment this evening. He just, you know, I think he's still uh, suffering from heat stroke from being down in a hot Atlanta. So, uh, I did speak to Josh. I did speak to Josh uh, immediately after the show, and I wanted to say congratulations to Josh Wheeler on a great debut show. Everything that uh, he had told me, the show went off uh, pretty good. There were some production things, but it didn't affect anything that the fans saw. And uh, they're getting ready to reload, and uh, he told me that when he had some information on the next show, we would get the skinny on that for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. So, uh, you know, always awesome. uh, kudos to him for, for pulling that off. And, uh, you know, Mr. Sleeze the ultimate in independent wrestler, single dad, traveling up and down the roads, trying to make a living, just him, selling T-shirts and a bottle of baby oil. What could be better? So. Speaking of Travel you only on the Roads of it Bob. I, I don't wanna know the other half. Uh <laughs> speaking of travel on the roads, you were on the road this past weekend, weren't you?
4: I was. I and my friends, uh, Crystal and Suzanne traveled down to Kingsport, Tennessee, which is about give or take two and a half hours from where I live. So we went down Mm -hmm. to Kingsport to see uh, NWA Smoky Mountain because the card was absolutely stacked. It was at the um, Civic Auditorium, and it was a full house. It really was. It had some great names on there, Adam Page, Rhett Titus, Cedric Alexander, Caprice Coleman. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll get to Jason Kincaid here in a little bit. But let okay. me talk about this. There were there were some people that I wasn't familiar with, um, but um, it, it was a good show from top to bottom. I was highly entertained. The uh, First match was Jeff Conley, Big Daddy, Freddie, and their mystery partners, who turned out to be the Lords of Chaos, the United States, the NWA United States Tag Team Champions, uh, who consist of Lance Erickson and Damian Wayne. They defeated Chris Richards, Nick Hammonds, Daniel Mulligan, who looks like a long-lost member of the Wyatt family. I think it's very coincidental his last name is Mulligan Hmm. and Wayne Adkins. Uh, Thorne defeated Vince Brent, Sigmund, and Elliot Russell. They were at PWX last month. Um, They defeated Air America, who were the NWA Smoky Mountain Tag Team uh, Champions, but now we saw a title change in Kingsport. It is now Sigmund and Elliot Russell. Like uh, I like, uh, I like Matt defeated. Sigmund.
2: I like I like Matt Sigmund. He's a he's a pretty he's a he's a really good wrestler.
4: He's a good heel too.
2: Yeah, he is. He, he's he's on TCW. I saw him in TCW a lot. He does some work with uh, NWA Smoky Mountain. Does some work with NWA Elite, and uh, really really good all around uh, all around wrestler worker.
4: Yeah, I, I think he's kind of taking uh, Elliot Russell under his wing, you know, mm. kind of showing him what's what's going on. Um,
5: right.
4: Caprice Coleman defeated Rhett Titus in uh, a battle of the Ring of Honor stars, and I have not seen, uh, I have not watched Ring of Honor TV uh, in a while, and so I mm. missed the transformation of Rhett Titus. Good God Almighty. He has, I mean, like a six-pack, and I didn't remember him having the six-pack before, but,
2: right.
4: and he smelled so wonderful, Lord oh. have mercy. Mm. Anyway. Like that, um, that's
2: that's a prerequisite for being, you know, a, a good wrestler, folks, just so that you know from Laura's observation, you have to smell good. That's important. You do, you do. I don't want to,
4: you know, I don't want to be up against some smelly wrestlers. Um, yeah. But this was a great match. Uh Back and forth, you know, can't say enough good things about Caprice Coleman. He's yeah. just, you know, he he can, he can go, and boy, can he go. Um, the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Chase Owens, who was in PWX also last month, defeated mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander, Adam Page, and Trevor Lee in a four-way match. Wow. This was such a good match. I think it was match of the night.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, because it was back and forth. It was elimination, and Trevor Lee was eliminated, and then he wasn't eliminated, so he got eliminated twice. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on, and I want to talk a little bit about Mr. Trevor Lee.
5: Okay.
4: So I, I'm sitting front row, ringside, and minding my, my own business, mind you. Here he comes, and I'm like, you know, whatever. And So he looks at me and gives me this eye, and I'm like, hmm, okay. So he reaches into the... The top of his trunks and shows me his red underwear. Oh Lord! So I take a picture of it and put it on Facebook, and it offended somebody. So I take it down.
2: You took Cameron it down, or, 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 or did Facebook, Facebook take it down?
4: Facebook took it down.
2: Yeah. I wonder so who they, reported it. You know, I said you.
4: we're going to take this down.
2: Uh-huh. I have I no idea. Who reported you?
4: I had no clue. I even put out on my status. If this offended you, all you had to do was say this offends me. will you take it down. I would have taken it down. I don't understand how Cameron Cade can send me a selfie on my birthday with a piece of paper covering his junk, and that doesn't get ta- that does not get taken down. And don't and believe me, I don't want it to be taken down. Um, but that right there, showing you know no nudity whatsoever. But anyway, um, Trevor Lee is a little bit of a
2: i didn't I Say didn't what? see that one, or I would have reported it too,
4: Bob. you're such a prude <laughs> you're such a prude, Bob, and you probably did it. you probably did it' um, I, I'm I'm not interesting. Me... so what
2: i'm I'm not going to to confirm or deny that I reported that picture,
4: yeah, whatever Mr. I take the fifth anyway um. Trevor Lee is an interesting individual. He plays a really good heel. Mm -hmm. the only problem that he has is he likes to expectorate a little bit. So if you're in the front row, Pete, and you're you're watching Trevor Lee, you know, be prepared to be spat on.
2: (laughs) Were you spat upon, Laura?
4: I wasn't, but the girl next to me was.
2: Oh, terrible. And she was not now, happy at all. I'm, I'm um, sure that she wasn't. Now, did I, I do have a serious it, question? Did they did they wrestle strong style or was it an older school type of match? Given the opponents that are in there, I'm going to presume it was more strong style.
4: Yeah, but but I think it was um, depending. Like, yeah, I would, I would say strong style. I would
5: okay.
4: because it you know it was elimination and uh, it was. Uh, down to the last two were Chase and Cedric. Okay. And um, speaking of Cedric, I will say this real quick. Um, I got to talk to Cedric a little bit. I wore my Kick the Kill t-shirt, but that wasn't good enough for him because he kept telling me the only reason why I had that on is because Caleb Conley wasn't there.
2: And I actually saw a picture where Crystal was trying to restrain him. He was coming after you after all the vulgarities that you had, put out about uh, him on yes. social media and on this show. There's actually physical photo, photographic evidence of him being very upset trying to get a hold of you. Now, our I've already talked. Our attorneys can't stop things like this. You continue to, to do what you've done in the past and besmirch Cedric's good name. If he comes after you, he comes after you. I can't help you, girl.
4: I'm going to say this about that. I have never doubted Cedric Alexander's abilities, his character. Mm -hmm. It's never been personal. If he was going up against
2: someone... Looked personal to me. Looked like he was trying to get a hold of some Laura.
4: Whatever. He was being stupid is what he was doing. Mm. Anyway, it's just the facts. If he had been going up against someone else, I'd have been cheering him like no tomorrow. So I'm gonna, uh, that's what I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, right. The main event was Jason the Gift Kincaid versus Eric Darkstrom. Yeah. This right here, folks, was a very interesting match. And I actually got, the, I got my picture made with Jason. I didn't get to mm-hmm. talk to him, but I wanted to. Um, so hopefully um, – the actual NWA world heavyweight champion is going to defend his title in Kingsport um, next month in a steel cage match. Okay. So I might be making my way down there. I, I don't know. It might be on the same day that PWX has theirs. If if, you, if it is, you know where I'll be. Um, um. So anyway, um, Jason the Gift Kincaid came out there with fur wrapped around yeah. his boots, and he yeah. had on, like, a fur um, shawl, for the lack yeah. of I think. I mean, and the or, way it drapes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, this Eric Dartstrom attacked him before he got to take all that off, so he wrestled mm-hmm. for the majority of the match in it. Because I, I asked the girl next to me, I said, you know, you guys seem like you come here a lot, and they're like, yeah, we're here all the time. I'm like, is this normal? Does he normally wrestle like this? Because I didn't know. Right. And no, 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 he doesn't. But he really is
2: good. He is good. He, and he, I, I think that's what I was trying to convey to you is that a lot, his ring look is unique in the sense that I, I have no idea of who told him or who advised him. Maybe nobody advises him. He wears the strangest get-ups. You know, his tights don't really look like tights, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes he wears a mouth guard, you know, like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby right. Fish do. Uh, sometimes, right, and
4: he did uh, that night.
2: Most of the time he has his hair, like, in, like, half dreadlocks. Yep. I, it's He's got a beard. And if you see a picture of Jason the Gift Kincaid, and, and for those of you that are familiar with NWA or TCW, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The guy's look would tell you this guy. They must have walked out back of the arena and found this guy and said, "We need you to fill in as a curtain jerker." And I'm just, I'm just telling you the way that it is. You put the man in mm-hmm. the ring and the yep. bell rings. Guess what? It's lights out. I mean, this guy can wrestle lights out. I don't understand, and have never understood the ring attire. Maybe if we get him on the show someday, we'll be able to ask him, Jason, what's the deal with the ring gear? Maybe it's just something to to set himself apart from everybody else. I don't know. Maybe somebody else out there knows the answer.
4: I'm going to tell you this right now. He is very popular. Yes. He is the longest reigning NWA Smoky Mountain um, champion. I think they said Saturday I think they said in within 4 days so you got Monday uh, we got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So today would be his 1000th day as champion.
2: Yes. Yep. So Un- unprecedented yeah. in this day and age. I mean, we all know about the you know, the CM Punk run, you know, the 434 days or whatever it was. But in right. the independent world, especially in NWA Smoky Mountain mm-hmm. where they have a lot of traveling people, this, that, you know, you know, people coming in, highly unusual that someone would be able to hold on to a title for that increment of time.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: You know, because um, fans can be fickle. You know that, and you and I know that. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but they love him there. He is incredibly, um, incredibly popular. I mean, um and there's some kind of a feud going on between. There was this guy, and I don't know what his name was, but I swear to you, he looked like a young Gary Hart. He had okay. the bald head, a, mm-hmm. like a Fu Manchu going on, like old Gary Hart used to have. Right. And And um, he came out. He had a suit on under a robe. hmm I'm thinking, you know, it, there's no air in here because it's he kind of hot. I know he's got to be sweating, but, yeah, that's because I had to do a double take because I thought it was Gary Hart uh, at first. That's how much he looked like him. But I don't know his name. I've never caught it, unfortunately, but he was one of the managers. seemed pretty good.
2: Okay. So if if you had to sum up Jason the Gift Kincaid in one word for our listeners, what would it be? Unique. There you go. There you go. Did you have
4: a good time? I did. I got to see my buds. I'll see them again Saturday when we head down to High Point for PWX. But it was—it was good seeing um, Cedric. I got to talk to Adam Page as well. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys don't know who Adam Page is, you need to go look him up because I think this is another one, and I think you've said this too. He's another one you need to keep your eye on.
2: Yeah, Adam Page. You, you'll uh, when we talk about this next, you'll. He was uh, ringside for a couple of the matches uh, for Ring right. of Honor's Best in the World pay-per-view. So, scale of 1 to 10, the NWA show that you went to, what would you give it?
4: I'd give it a 9.
2: There you go. So, if you're in the uh, Kings, uh, Kingsport, Tennessee area, and I know there's a, a couple other uh, towns that they do do a little circuit in in mm-hmm. Tennessee, um, right. check out NWA Smoky Mountain. I think... Uh, I think you'll get it, because if Laura's willing to spend her money on it, you can know that, rest assured, you'd be okay spending yours on it. So,
4: Very good. Exactly.
2: Very good. Well, the big buzz, of course, this week was Ring of Honor's Best in the World Pay-Per-View from Nashville, Tennessee, out at the fairgrounds. And you and I both watched this uh, on Pay-Per-View. And And paid for it, paid for it, paid for for it, paid for it. And paid for it. I want to. I want to give a tip of my hat to George Coles. Uh, I think he was one of the first people to put it out, and I kind of followed suit after him. You know, talking to people about, and George put it a lot better than what I could. If you've become disenchanted with what the WWE had been offering as far as pay per views were concerned, and you're one of those people that say TNA sucks, you know the end is near. Blah blah blah, and Ring of Honor is there, and they're venturing into pay-per-view land and you're looking for an alternative to those two promotions, go on and get the pay-per-view, but don't get it illegally. You know, we've had long conversations on this show about online piracy, you know, getting, you know, anybody got a link, anybody got a stream, you know, this, that, and the other. As a matter of fact, there were a couple of people that tweeted me, and I told them I said, this is the way I put it, if you're not paying for it, You're not a fan. You're a thief. You're stealing. Yep. Plain and simple. You're just, you're stealing. You know, and I got people, well, what if I'm broke? Well, you know what, dude, if you're broke, guess what? I guess your ass ain't going to watch it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, I mean, sorry about your luck.
2: Exactly. You know, it's not my fault that you're broke. Okay, and I understand everybody's got extenuating circumstances but if you can't afford to buy it, then don't watch it. Don't don't contribute to a legitimate promotion's demise by not buying into the product that they're trying to sell because, you know, they have to pay the people that are working there. You know, it's a business. And for the building. And for the yeah. building, and they have to pay DirecTV and Dish and all the satellite providers. They have to pay them a fee to beam it out. There's production costs on and on and on. I'm not going to give you business 101. The bottom line is simply this: you're not paying for it. You're not a fan. You're a thief. That's it, plain and simple. With that being said, I thought the pay per view was excellent. I really, really enjoyed this pay per view for for a couple of reasons, and I'm going to give them to you. I'm not going to give you a match by match breakdown because if you watched it, you already know the results from it. Um, exactly. I. I thought that the video packages were, were well done. Uh, the wrestling itself stood for what you could understand what was going on or understand the story that was involved without having had to have watched a back catalog of Ring of Honor matches. Yep. Um, as far as production was concerned, the camera work was good. I thought the audio... Was a little shaky in some spots as far as you know wrestlers, music, and entrances and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't need to see an eight-minute ring entrance. We already have that in other promotions. You know, these guys you know, come out to the, the ring. Undertaker. Exactly. <laughs> these guys come out to the ring and kick butt, and you know, and then we go on. Um, the The only match that I thought was a little lacking, and I, I took some criticism for this. From some fans and other fans agreed with me. I just I felt that the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team Title Match between Red Dragon, which is Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, versus Daniels and Kazarian, I thought was I, I thought it was a little uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Laura? Um, flat. It, it yeah, a little flat. It just wasn't up to par, and I contribute that mostly to Kaz and Daniels from having been in TNA for so long, wrestling five, 10-minute, 13-minute matches, not wrestling the pace that Ring of Honor currently wrestles at. Uh, right. You can see it especially in Kazarian versus Daniels. I mean, Daniels has been in Ring of Honor before. Um, but he seemed to me to be a little bit lost. Um, you know. And, of course, I got heat over that. And, you know, somebody pointed mm-hmm. out to me, a good a good friend, uh, Freddie, had pre- pointed this out. You know, they'll either you know they've been doing a comedy routine, folks, in TNA, yep. and they were, have been doing a comedy uh-huh. routine on the independent circuit until this point in time. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are funny, but they don't do a comedy routine in the ring. They wrestle. Nope, they
4: come to wrestle? Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly, and they are hard hitting and. That right there is where the disconnect is. Um, yes, I, think I, totally probably, agree. I think that they probably, I think that there probably could have been a, a, a more suitable, you know, opponents. But I also know that there's a name draw there, you know. But time will tell. Uh, probably the two biggest things that uh, for me, Laura, was Cedric Alexander's performance uh, in RIMAR, and this is totally unbiased. Uh, Cedric Alexander's stock jumped huge. In that pay per view, I don't know. I know you know what I'm talking about, and if you watch this, folks, there was a there was a spot in this match where Roderick Strong suplexed him back first onto the ring apron, and I even moved. (laughs) I even moved off the couch. I was like, "Damn, that that looked like it hurt," but you know they continued on you know i mean that was that was a that was a hell of a spot um and the second of course uh was matt hardy's ladder bump that right there you know can't beat you can't beat a matt hardy ladder bump and and the, and the third thing and i'll let you shoot your thoughts was steve corino and kevin kelly's bantering back and forth on commentary especially during that match Worth the thirty-four ninety-five in itself, because you know Matt Hardy invented the pay-per-view, and then well, Kelly says, "Well, now you're going to tell me that he invented the ladder," and then Carino says, "Well, don't be absurd. Let's not get carried away or something like that," you know.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Absolutely,
2: absolutely solid. I love them too, uh, and actually know how to call a match, be involved in the match, and keep the fans' attentions on the match, and not be worried about the match that's coming up or the match that just was, you know what I mean? Or the damn so, ex- Yeah, exactly. So Ring of Honor, best in the world, on a scale of 1 to 10, I gave it an 8. So, and I will buy the next, buy the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. So, what do you think, Laura?
4: Well, I can pretty much sum this up. It was my aunt and I watching it, and she hasn't watched a whole lot of Ring of Honor. So she was kind of coming into this, you know, like... She knew who Matt Hardy was, of course, because she knew that he'd been WWE. And I think that's about the only person that she would recognize. And Maria, she knew who Maria was. But everybody else was brand new to her, basically. New, right. Um, And so... When we got finished watching it, she was like, that was really good. They actually wrestled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it all boils down to is that these people wrestle. Thank they don't you. come out and, and do, you know, um, dance competitions or... Uh, talk about the app for 30 minutes or, you know, whatever. They they wrestled, you know, and there's some storyline there, too, and there has to be. But seriously, I, I, that just summed it up for me. She was like, you know, this was really good, you know. When's, when's the next one coming on? And I said, well, I don't know, but we'll get it. Cedric, um, right. I was so incredibly proud of him. Yes. He did such a good job. Uh, getting that national exposure like this mm-hmm. is just the best thing that could have happened for him. I, I see great things on the horizon for uh, Mr. Alexander, and I do want to bring up something because I know that you lost a little bit with George Cole's—that you know, Adam Cole, baby.
5: Lost we were
2: trying to—we
4: were water. trying
2: to move past that aura.
4: No, 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 we can't move past that, Bob, we can't move past that. As much as you rubbed my nose in it when Cedric beat Caleb, oh, it's my turn. Yes, it's the unbreakable error, folks. Uh, Michael Elgin, really proud of him, too, um, is the new Ring of Honor champion. Hard-fought match, yep. back and forth. Um, I I just can't say enough about that. Um a couple, of, a couple of other things are kind of slight. Um, uh, Moose Ojinaka has been signed for Ring of Honor. He was in PWX last month. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Steen match was a kind of... I wanted more. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that is his last match in Ring of Honor. Um, I've heard some people say that it is. I've heard some people say that it isn't. I hope it's not because I wanted more for him because I think he deserves more.
2: I'm. You know, thinking, I think Cliff
4: Compton. Go ahead. Um, said it best when he said, "You know, we ought to be thanking Kevin Steen for keeping Ring of Honor in business for the last two
2: years." Exactly. Exactly. And my my thought um, on it was is that I my gut feeling is is that it is his last match in Ring of Honor, based upon the fact that at the end of the match, the whole Silas Young thing, and Silas coming back and clipping him in the knee. I think that that's my yes. how they're going to end it, saying that Kevin Steen is unable to f- perform or fulfill, you know, his Ring of Honor dates, or you know, and I know they've got some dates coming up, but they're most there. They're calling it their Summer Heat Tour. Uh, I think there's a couple of them in in Illinois. Uh, I think it's uh, in I, in July, um, and I've got we've got those dates coming up later on down the road, but I just I just don't know. I I don't think so. I am. Almost positive that his contract is up at the beginning of July with Ring of Honor.
4: And I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. But I'm just I'm going to be disappointed if yeah. that is uh, you know his because they gave Punk a goodbye a pretty good one. They gave Colt Cabana a pretty good goodbye too. Um, so I think I think Kevin Steen if anybody deserves uh, hoorah from uh Ring of Honor, it's Kevin. Yeah.
5: Um
4: you know, I, I say a lot of things about Matt Hardy. But this I say this. Um, wow. He can still take bumps and what a bump he took and that match with the Briscoes was just oh wow. I mean the Loved Briscoes it. did what they what they do best and that's just, you know, I got to see some redneck kung fu, um, which is my favorite thing about the Briscoes. Um, you know, it's just it was just wild, and you know, no front tees and it's like, oh yeah, it's the Briscoes. But um, I did want to say this really quickly. Uh, George wanted me to mention that he compared this to ECW, barely legal, and coming out of the gate strong. And do you feel that same way? This this Ring of Honor pay per view.
2: I absolutely do. I had, I had told fans that, for me, this right here was a platform for Ring of Honor to present themselves as something more than a third-wheel company that sold DVDs and shaky iPay-per-view Internet streams. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt They accomplished the goal that they set forward to do. They brought in quality talent, put on quality matches, and left the fans with what they've been wanting, which is to see some solid, decent wrestling and offered themselves as a legitimate alternative to what's being put on television now in a much larger venue. doesn't mean that they're going to be selling out U.S. Bank Arena, but what it means is is that through word of mouth and through a quality show that they are a legitimate contender and in my opinion have moved past TNA as the number 2 promotion in the United States even with limited they just television they embarrass TNA they embarrass TNA uh, even with limited television you know in this day and age you know through DVR internet you know downloading shows you can watch Ring of Honor television on the Internet, and a lot of fans are content in doing that and then keeping up you know, through pay-per-views or buying video on demand. So to me, it's, it's a no-brainer. If you're looking for that, for that gap, that void to be filled on, a, on that type of scale, Ring of Honor is where it's at.
4: They, they literally, I think, embarrassed TNA. I mean, because this was, I mean, compared to what they put on, what TNA put on the last four or five months, it's a circus. Yes. It is a circus. It's a joke. Um, and I hate to be that way, you know, about TNA, because I know everybody shits on TNA, but, you know, when you put out a shitty product, people are going to shit on it. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Now, it has it nothing
2: is. to do with the talent in TNA. What no, it has to do with, and we thought, what it has to do with, it has to do with creative department, production, and booking. That, that's what it has to do with. There is a ton of talent in TNA. I don't want anybody to get this twisted. There is a ton of talent in TNA that is more than capable of carrying that company. The problem is is that the company walks around with a gun pointed down at its foot and shoots itself every 30 paces. That's the problem with TNA. Yep. So.
4: You're exactly right.
2: What did you uh, do you have something in your mailbag this week?
4: I do. I have a question from a Mr. Cole Anderson from Charlotte, North Carolina. He okay. writes, Dear Bob Memorial. I really love the show. I never miss an episode. However, I have one question:
5: mm-hmm.
4: Will you ever do a live live from the armory Cole Anderson, Charlotte, North Carolina?" What he means is that are you and I ever going to be in the same place at the same time
2: and perhaps
4: do (laughs) a live, a a, a real live version of the show? Yeah. And the answer is uh, perhaps. Um, There is um, a date coming up in November. Uh, It is Mm -hmm. called WrestleCade. -hmm. I already have my ticket and hotel room. I know that you plan on being there.
2: That is correct. That is correct. So
4: who knows, Cole? We may, um, you know, do a live live from the Armory from WrestleCade. I think that would be awesome. Um, I, I think if we can do it, I think we should. Um. But, we, you know, you never can tell because I've been trying to get Bob up here for PWX forever.
2: <laughs> so, We're uh, uh, geographically challenged.
4: Yes. I live in southwest Virginia. You live in, is it northeast Louisiana?
2: That's correct. That is correct.
4: So... Um, yeah, so it's a little bit difficult to plan something like that. But, you know, you never know where I'll show up. You'll never know where Bob will show up. So, you know, we might do that. And if we do something like that, we will let everybody know ahead of time so that you could, you know, come by and say hello and maybe ask us a question. Or if we're interviewing someone live, maybe you can ask them a question. Who knows? Who knows? Yep. But um, thank you for the, uh, the letter call. We do appreciate it. And... Um, I wanted to talk about our Fan Dude of the Week. We've not done it in a couple of weeks because we've just been so incredibly slammed. We had two guests on. Um, I want to give a shout-out to our friend Luke from Australia, who was putting us over to everybody who would listen.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> he was
4: putting us over to everybody who would listen, in and in, in Australia as well. Um, he was asking some Australian podcast, "Hey, have you you know heard of this? You know, you need to go listen. It's the best in indie wrestling." And we really, really appreciate it, Luke. So we're making you our fan dude of the week. And I got an email from a gentleman in uh, Australia who runs the podcast, and yeah, uh, we wanted to talk a little about that.
2: Yeah, we uh, uh, Laura had gotten an email and, and she gave me a copy of it and I'm trying to read it while I'm talking at the same time, which is never a very good deal. Um, we, uh, I believe this is uh, – I mean, I'm trying to get to it right now. They're running their own podcast uh, out of mm-hmm. Australia, and I believe it is – I know I'm going to get this wrong. I should have had this pulled up before I even started talking – let me get right quick here. I'm sorry, folks. I'm trying to. You know how I do this? Just fly. You know, fly by the the seat of my pants. Let's see here.
4: <laughs> Just don't show anybody where.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. It, you get I get in all kinds of trouble. I'll get reported. <laughs> I can't find it. I will. Uh, wait a second. Wrestle. I'm sorry. It is. Um, Wrestle at wrestle radio a u which stands for Australia uh, via iTunes uh, out of Adeline. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Adelaide, Australia. Uh, we had uh, had some communication with them uh, through Luke and uh, got just basically got a really good and really nice email. I checked out the podcast. They cover a lot of stuff in Australia. Uh, there's a lot of decent independent wrestling in Australia. Uh, sometimes we get quick little links to it. I know that Shelton Benjamin has been over there to do some shows. Bob Holly's been over there to do some shows. Um, uh, Orlando Jordan has been over to do some shows. So uh, it, it's pretty cool. And, and they they sent us a thank you and said half our downloads now come from overseas. Ninety percent of those are from the U.S. So uh, you know they, we're just uh, it's just really cool to get get mail from from all over the world you know we get we get this from australia we get notes from the uk canada mexico it's just really cool you know so uh I want to give a shout out to our friends out in australia hope you're well um and the other thing that i wanted to share with everybody really quickly was i just got a i got a text message from somebody that's familiar with the kevin steen situation uh you know no secret kevin's ring of honor contract is ending We'll be doing several Kevin Steen shows before going to WWE. He is to report to the WWE at the beginning of August. So it looks like that he may have some, uh, some July stuff going on, uh, but uh, we can follow his indie dates. I know that, like I said, I'm, I am certain that there are a couple of ring honor dates coming up in July. We'll see where it goes, but he's also doing other shows. So uh, I also wanted to say, hey, Luke, thanks for everything, buddy. Appreciate you. Um just like what we did with, you know, uh, Wrestle Radio Australia, we get sent links for a ton of stuff every day. <laughs> I get notifications for stuff. And uh, we're going to have John Schuyler on here in about 15 minutes or so, and I keep forgetting to tell everybody if you want to talk to us. Uh, phone number two one three eight one six one six zero five. 213-816-1605. Um, we get sent links for all kinds of stuff, different promotions. I mean – you know, I get get something that, you know, sent from everybody. I'm very – I'm humbled by it. I know that Laura's humbled by it. They even had wrestlers – even had wrestlers send me YouTube links to their matches and said, you know, hey, yep. Bob, would you mind checking out this match and just tell me what you think? You know, and, and that that's very humbling for me. I, in all honesty, 100% honest with all of you listeners, that is very humbling for me to have somebody good, bad, or indifferent – Send me tape or a or link to tape and say, "Can you check out my match and just tell me what you think about it?" You know that that's very cool. I had a guy that sent me a link to this thing called Apartment Wrestling and uh, said, "Hey, you need to check this out." And I'm like, Apartment Wrestling? I've never heard of this. What the, what promotion is this? And I had a picture, had a picture of two chicks on there, right? And I'm like, oh, you know, it looked like, you know, fighting. You know, I'm like, I don't know. You know, so I, I go on and click the link, and it sends me to this website. And it says, you know, you can order our DVDs for 1995 or whatever, and here's a sample. So I click the sample. And needless to say, basically, it's two chicks wrestling in their bra and panties in a hotel room. And I know it's a hotel room because there's two beds and a nightstand in between. And as the camera pans around, you can see the door. And on the door, there's the instructions of what to do in case there's a fire. You know, the the exit, you know, emergency exit strategy. And this girl is, she's kind of like twisting this girl around so that her chest pulls up in front of the camera. And then the next thing you know, she's like, Grabbing her underwear and giving her a wedgie, and I'm like, <sighs> "What I'm thinking is, is that I'm thinking that this should probably be on HBO, probably after midnight, somewhere just past Red Shoe Diaries, if you all are familiar with that, <laughs> uh, because it was just, it was nothing more than just, you know, I don't know, Lori, I think it was just, I think it was soft core porn, but." You know, I'm thinking to myself as well, I'm watching this, I'm, I'm thinking, if my wife walks in and sees me watching this shit, it's going to be over for me. You know, I make no bones about it. I'm a married man. I've been married for quite a number of years, and I, I watch a lot of stuff. You will say but that, apart- But apartment wrestling, and there's people that buy this shit.
4: Well, you know, um, growing up buying pro wrestling, Illustrated and other magazines, I would see these advertisements for this stuff. And, of course, I'm a kid. I have no clue what this is all about. But later on, I go back and look through this, and I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I can't believe they put that stuff in magazines that kids would buy.
2: Right. (laughs) Caged Heat Part 3 or something. I don't know what it is. I mean, these (laughs) girls are just squaloring. I mean, just, oh, you know, the whole nine yards. I'm like, I've had enough of this. So, folks, if you want to send us links for stuff, it's cool, but please don't send me any more links for apartment wrestling. We're not going to cover apartment wrestling on Live from the Armory. We're just not. I mean, you know, talk about your figure four.
4: To keep being married.
2: Yeah. Talk about your figure four. Jesus. And speaking of which. It's been 21 days, and Mary Elizabeth Monroe still has not followed me on Twitter. At Wrestler, um. M-E- at wrestler M-E-M. Follow Bunkhouse Bob, please. So, just saying. You, uh,
4: Maybe you should uh, use reverse psychology.
2: Like don't follow me because I watch apartment wrestling? There you go. Yeah, don't follow me because uh, um, we're going to start covering apartment wrestling championships.
4: Um, <laughs> I have t- a couple of tweets. Um, it, at, it gives um, a
2: whole new it gives a whole new meaning to the to the to the hold ad- abdominal stretch.
4: Yes, it does. See, from the or uh, uh, Mr. Slea's hashtag Bob Found Porn. Um uh ask Mr. Sleeze again, hashtag what's this link. I may have filmed it.
2: And uh hash,
4: hashtag Bob keep going almost there. I don't yeah. wanna know what
2: yeah, almost, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh I'm being sent I'm being sent a message too from a good friend, a text message. I'm being told that's called a custom tape. I, I, I guess okay. you can request particular girls to wrestle one another, and they'll film it in oh. a hotel. I got gotcha. you. Whatever. I, that's more than I needed to know. we got to move on past this. I We could spend all damn night talking about a wrestling.
4: <laughs> Jesus. Um, and I, I don't want to. Um, I watched... Uh, FIP this weekend And they had the Florida Rumble And I'm not going to go through Who eliminated who But basically um, There was a lot of people Who are normally um, FIP regulars Um, Lince Dorado was there Our upcoming guest uh, John Schuyler was there Uh, Mm -hmm. He had a great match With Lince Dorado Um, Earl Cooter was there Yeah Um, This uh, this guy that I was so captivated with because he came out in like a Dragon Ball Z outfit, and that's my favorite anime. In case if you're you don't know what anime is, Google that too. Um, Jesus de Leon he came out; it was wonderful. Uh, Zane Riley was there. Um, Los Bendejos was there. It was kind of strange. when you got eliminated, depending on who eliminated who was eliminated after you, that's who you got to wrestle later. Basically, mm-hmm. it all boiled down to the main event of the Bravado Brothers taking on Ar uh, Ar Fox, uh, Rich Swan, and Caleb Conley for the Open United Gate Championship taping mm-hmm. And the Bravados won, and Caleb is with the Premier Athlete brand in FIP, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Young was with Caleb. So basically what happens is they lost and Caleb starts stomping the crap out of uh Rich Swan. Here comes the Bravados, here comes a lot of other people. Uh another highlight of that card was uh Maxwell Chicago taking on Joey Ryan, which was hilarious. It was a hilarious match. Nobody does comedy like Joey Ryan. Um Ivelisse was supposed to have a non-title match against um, Candice LeRae. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lucha Sisters come out. They declare they want to wrestle. So Mm -hmm. they challenge Ivelisse and uh, Candice LeRae to a tag team match. Uh, Candice and um, the Lucha Sisters win, but they all shook hands afterward. It was a really good showing of sportsmanship. A great match. I think that was probably... I think... The bravados and um, Caleb and uh, Rich Swan and this tag team with the the Lucha Sisters were probably the two matches of the night for me. Okay,
5: because
4: they wrestled you know hard and and we've all talked about how you know Shine and uh, Shimmer are the places where you would want to be if you were a female wrestler. So right, um, but I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, you, if you guys aren't um, um, watching FIP or Evolve or Dragon Gate, if you need to. Stars of tomorrow there, seriously.
2: Great. Very cool, very cool. That brings us uh, up to something. we got about five minutes before John Schuyler joins us, folks, 213-816-1605. Uh, we know that Five Dollar Wrestling has a show coming up. We know that when we had there, it's not any, uh, it's not any slip that we played the Cliff Compton intro tonight. Uh, it was done with purpose and intent. When we had Cliff on the show, we had Big Donnie call in. I tried to grab a, a clip of that audio, and the phone that Big Donnie was on that particular night was just too garbled to really make out. What really try to understand, and if you've talked to Donnie before, it, it can be difficult because he can get really fired up really quick, but I'm going to give you the gist of it. Both him, Big Donnie, and Cliff are not opposed to having straight out of Compton 2. Uh, in the immortal words of our good friend Freight Train, Jake Mandy, that is a match that you need to book. There needs to yep. be a straight out yep. of Compton 2 at $5 Wrestling. Book Cliff Compton versus Big Donnie for the $5 heavyweight championship. I know you can make that happen. You're the man there with all the stroke. It's something that the fans want to see. I know I want to see it. Laura wants to see it. So while all of our good friends are listening, put out a little tweet to Jake Manding. You can put out straight out of Compton 2, at Cliff Compton, at Donnie Big, hashtag 5DW. Let's make that match happen.
4: Well, I tweeted Cliff and said, you know, you come into $5 wrestling, am I going to make you surf? And uh, he tweeted back as, telling me to, you know, ask high spots. So I've tweeted several times, two high spots, this match needs to happen. It needs mm-hmm. to happen in Elkin, North Carolina on July 20th.
2: Right. Did You get any reply? No.
4: So, I've not gotten any reply. I'm sure a lot of other people have as well, but... Um, you know, like the hell's in Donnie charge says, of that Twitter account be over be there?
2: Made. Who the hell's in charge of that Twitter account over at High Spots? At High Spots?
4: I don't
2: know. I don't know. Maybe we need to find that out because we know people at High Spots. Maybe Spot. we
4: do. So. I sure do. My BFF works at High Spots.
2: You can get on the Twitter machine, and find out who's checking that account. Well, I know that.
4: Uh, we ain't playing.
2: I know that uh you and I both had saw this uh Lance Lude. Oh, poor uh, Lance Lude got quite a nasty uh nasty cut on his shoulder uh that looked like it required several stitches.
4: It did. It's about 6 stitches and he has a match with Cedric Alexander uh, Saturday.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So I'm a little he, uh, concerned about whether or not that's going to be healed up or not. I mean, it's a deep cut. You can see the muscle once they cleared the blood out.
2: Yeah, once you said six stitches, I was like, are you sure? Because I'm telling you, that picture on Facebook, it looked like his, like somebody laid him open with a knife. I mean, it was oh, It, 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 was it,
5: was,
2: it was semi-circular, like a, a crescent shape. And, folks, if you're not knowing what we're talking mm-hmm. about, you can follow Lance Lude on Facebook. Just type in Lance Lude. And he's also on Twitter, but uh, it looked like a like a crescent moon type of cut right on the top of his shoulder. And you're right; it was that cut was deep. Yep. What? what where did that happen at?
4: I, it happened, I believe, at a CWF event. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who he was wrestling, but he got thrown into the turnbuckle, and I think like maybe the side of that caught him. You know,
2: yeah,
4: like that uh, metal piece there. I think that caught him, and I mean it must have been really sharp uh, in order to do damage like that. And he must have been thrown in there with some great force. Um,
2: well, folks, without any further ado, you know, we certainly wish Lance Lude and uh, all the best in healing up. But without further ado, as promised, as booked, as billed, as guaranteed, on this show, joining us right now is mr. john schuyler john are you there i'm here what's going on how you doing tonight sir i'm doing great how are you guys doing we're doing fine i'd like to thank you for taking the time out to be on the show with us tonight live from the armory wrestling show on the line with me is our co-host laura laura will you say hello to john
4: hey john how's it going
2: it's going great how are you laura
4: Pretty good,
2: John. I know awesome. that you're a. I know that you're a very busy man. I I certainly appreciate you taking the time out for uh, being with us tonight. Uh, wanted to ask you. I mentioned your name along with Billy Brash to our listeners last week as two guys to keep an eye on, and looking over the talent that's in the Carolinas area. It seems to me that you're intertwined with many names that are, are climbing up that ladder of success, so to speak. What is it about the Carolina area that makes it so special in wrestling?
0: Well, I think if you're going to look at the Carolinas in professional wrestling, you got to look all the way back to the 80s and the Jim Crockett promotions era. I mean, wrestling down south, and especially in the Carolinas, has always been a hotbed, uh, not only for producing talent but for putting on great shows and it just always seems for whatever reason that a lot of the talent that does come out of the Carolinas ends up being very successful Um, so I think it just dates all the way back to tradition I mean I know since I was a kid I was always going to wrestling shows and it's the only thing I really ever wanted to do so I think there's just a big passion that is shared amongst a lot of the guys that you see that come out of the
2: Carolinas folks if you're just now joining us we have the southern savior john schuyler on the phone with us now our our number if you'd like to call in is 213-816-1605 john a lot of times you hear the term it factor and it's used a lot especially with guys that are in talent relations or you know upper management but from what from your perspective what is the it factor for a wrestler uh
0: well just in my personal opinion and a matter and and again professional wrestling is uh it's a matter of perspective you know just because i say a guy has it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm going to be completely 100% right and just because you think somebody doesn't have it doesn't mean you're going to be right or i'm going to be wrong it's a matter of perspective so to me in my personal opinion i would say that if somebody has the it factor then they have all the tools that you would need to become a huge star. And what does that mean? Well, it means they have some sort of intangible that makes you want to watch them, whether it's charisma, whether it's a certain look, whether it's just raw natural talent and ability. um, The it factor just makes, when a guy walks into the room and he has the, the it factor, it makes every head in that room gravitate and turn just to watch what this guy's doing, even if he's not really doing anything at all. Um, But I also think passion, again, has a lot to do with it Um, You know, there's been countless guys that Told that they would never make it But just because they have raw talent, passion And they love the business And they love professional wrestling They have made it Because I'm a firm believer in you can't stop talent If you got it, you got it And um, if you love the business, you'll do anything to make it
2: now, looking over the promotions that you've been involved with, PWX, OSCW, WrestleForce, Omega, Resistance Pro, overseas promotions, on and on and on, do you stop at some point and just say, wow, you know, I'm working, people are liking the work that I'm putting in, you know, I'm being booked, things are going well. Or do you just keep your head down and keep moving forward? Do you do you stop to take time to to assess what's going on like that?
0: Well, uh, occasionally. I mean, there's not a lot of time for me personally to where I can actually just sit back and reflect on everything because, like you said, I am just kind of on the go all the time. So there's not really that period of downtime where it's like, man, you know, I can't believe I'm actually doing some of this stuff, but. You know, once in a while there is, you know, maybe like a day off or something where I'll sit here in my little one-bedroom apartment, Columbia, South Carolina, and I'll just sit here and reflect and think, you know, man, you know, that that inner fan in me that was, you know, just the biggest wrestling fan in the world at four years old still comes out, and it's like, man, I can't believe you've done some of the things that you've done. And it's kind of overwhelming and cool to think about, but at the same time there's not really a lot of time to kind of catch your breath because it's on to the next town and on to the next show. Or, or whatever endeavor it might be.
2: Very cool.
4: Well, you know, speaking of, you know, Bob's talking about all the promotions you wrestled for and everything, I know that you're going to be traveling to Europe for a tour this summer, correct?
0: That is correct.
4: Can you I tell will us leave, uh, the promotion? I'll actually leave
0: next Tuesday, July 1st. Oh, wow. Yep.
4: Wow, that is soon. Are you ready for it?
0: I am so ready. I uh, went over there last year and it was, I mean, just an incredible experience and I'm going back over uh, this year for eight weeks. I'll be over there from July 1st to the end of August and uh, I just can't wait. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, living the dream job, wrestling every night, so.
4: Well, that is pretty dang awesome. A lot of people don't get to live their dreams. Um. What promotions will you be working for and what countries are you going to be wrestling in when you're over there?
0: Uh, Right now I'm slated to be working again uh, for All-Star Wrestling, which is run by Brian Dixon. And for people that aren't really familiar with All-Star Wrestling or Brian Dixon, Brian Dixon is actually the second longest running wrestling promoter in the world, behind only Vince McMahon. Brian's been running shows for over 40 years and He's very successful at what he does. There's been a ton of names that you know from television that have come through there, including guys like William Regal, Fit Finley, uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Daniel Bryan, Colt Cabana. You know, there's plenty of names that goes on and on and on, um, really, of the guys that have gone over there and wrestled for Bryan. But uh, I'll be over there for eight weeks, and right now, confirmed, it'll be definitely England, Wales, and Scotland. And then maybe we might have another little side endeavor that pops up in Germany. But um you know, right now that's definitely where I'll be and uh who knows, it might change whenever we get over there and some you know, they might throw in Ireland or somewhere like that, so just have to wait and see.
4: The Southern Savior comes to Ireland. <laughs>
0: that would be uh that would definitely be interesting.
3: I I hear the Irish
0: really love to fight, so I think I would fit in pretty well over there. You'd be right
4: at home. I would be. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of the Southern Savior, um, you—I read somewhere that you had uh, cited the Freebirds as an influence for your wrestling, and I was wondering—you mm-hmm. know—did they happen to influence uh, your nickname, the Southern Savior?
0: Uh, well, yeah, I do consider the Freebirds quite an influence. I mean, I just thought everything about Michael Hayes was just so cool, because he just seemed like the first ever actual rock star professional wrestler, and, oh yeah. you know, they, they were just so bad to the bone, and they had all this attitude, and they were just cool, you know? But, uh, as far as the whole Southern Savior thing, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily gonna, I, I wouldn't say that it necessarily came from that per se, but, I have always been proud of being from the South, and, uh, you know, we talked about the rich wrestling history uh, uh, that that has come out of the South. So, you know, I think that's more, more the influence than anything. I think it's inspired pretty much by my love of where I come from, and, uh, you know, but the Freebirds definitely are an influence on my career, no doubt.
4: I think it is wonderful you're proud of being from the south. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob is, I think, a transplanted southerner. I grew up in the south. <laughs> I'm from Virginia. So, um, yeah, sorry, Bob. Can't necessarily yeah. call you a southerner unless you were
1: actually born here. Sorry about that. I, I, but, I know where um, the
2: Mason-Dixon line is.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, well, well, where's
1: Bob Where's Bob from?
2: I, I live in northeast Louisiana right now, John.
0: Is that where you're from originally, though?
2: No, I was originally born in Michigan. Ah, uh, the Well, yeah, I know. Well,
0: it's like they say, nobody, nobody ever retires and moves up north.
2: So I think you're in good company there
0: right now. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know. I don't know if It's really considered southern, but uh,
2: I guess we'll take you for now. I've got my honorary <laughs> redneck degree. I, I was given that when I moved here, so I'm an honorary <laughs> redneck. Tremendous. <laughs>
4: that's, that's so incredibly funny. Um, I go to a lot of PWX shows, and I always enjoy when you come out and wrestle because you're so intense, and it's just like it's almost like there's nobody else in the building except for you and the, your opponent and the ref. And I saw your match with Stephen Walters, his goodbye match, and you left a handprint on his back, and I took a picture of it. I mean, it was just like, whoa. Um, yeah. intense you guys were fighting in the crowd um, the two of you also were the were love hate machine and you certainly tore up the southeast um, as that tag team and I was just wondering what team challenged you the most that you faced
0: uh, this is going to be such an easy question for me to answer um, uh, but definitely hands down the Bravado brothers um, the Bravado's mm-hmm. You know, not only we got the the chance to work with them, you know, over here in the south and across the southeast, but we also got to work with them overseas in England. They were over there with us. So uh, we've wrestled them countless times. And, I mean, it's just like tag team magic, or it it just feels like tag Mm -hmm. team magic when you're in the ring with those guys. And uh, they're just so freaking talented. Uh, They really are. And, uh, I mean, it seems like, you know, as good as me and – Steven Walters' matches were as a singles team. Uh, as a, as singles, I think you know we really uh, did well for ourselves as a tag team. But I definitely feel like you know the Bravados and us were made to to wrestle each other. Uh, it just seems like the perfect fit. And um, we also had a really good uh, uh, endeavor or match with uh, uh, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander at uh, at one of the Omega shows. That was a lot of fun too. But uh, yeah, hands down, the Bravados. They were definitely uh, definitely my favorite opponent to wrestle
2: as a tag team with, with Walters.
4: Awesome.
2: Yeah. Folks with folks with us on the line is, uh, the Southern savior, John Schuyler, number you 213 numbers two, one, three, eight, one, six, one, six, zero, five. John, how in- influential and important were those early days with Bob Keller?
0: Uh, well, I can tell you if it wasn't for Bob Keller, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. Um, you know, I met Bob Keller at an indie show when I was just a kid. I was probably, oh uh, gosh, 10, 11 years old. Um, but I wanted to make sure that when I started wrestling, that since this is my passion, I wanted to make sure I didn't screw it up and I wanted to make sure I did everything right. You know, so many mm-hmm. times guys come in now and they're not trained. They have never been trained or they haven't been properly trained. They go to a couple seminars and then all of a sudden they're a wrestler. So... Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I really was concentrating on doing everything the right way, and Bob, you know, really helped me. And, I mean, he wasn't the only one either. You know, I had several different mentors, you know, over the years, and especially starting out that were just so so willing to help. I mean, including guys like Lodi and um, Chris Hamrick um, uh, and and countless other guys, you know, that were just so helpful and, and, and influential and would take me on the road and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I owe a lot to Bob. Bob was pretty much the guy that trained me. And, uh, you know, he uh, pretty much told me from day one that, you know, it's yours for the taking. If you want it, go get it. And, you know, just go out there. And once uh, once I had his blessing, he kind of just threw me out there on the road and said, here you go. So six
2: years later, here I am. <laughs> I think uh, when I brought his name up, Bill, one of the one of the matches, some of the tape that I watched on you, I watched uh, you versus uh, Bob in a uh, bull rope match. I believe it was for uh, OSCW. And uh, yep, that's correct. Yeah, you, you guys were really laying the lumber. He was laying the lumber with that that bell. I mean, you Gosh, know, that, that's what kind of kind of draw me to to his name when I was doing doing research on you. That was a that was a hell of a match. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, I think my, I still have knots on my head even even now from, <laughs> from that match. But uh, and the crazy thing was right after we did that one, he was like, "Oh, we got to do this again," and I was like, "What? We got to do it again? Really?" And, we, and so we ended up having a couple of those, and we had, we had another one in West Virginia, and uh, the one in West Virginia ended up with you know Bob taking a shot from the cowbell and ended up having to get five staples in his head. So. I mean, wow. it was kind of a – that cowbell just hurts so bad. Like, I can't I can't even explain it to, to anybody that's, you know, never seen one or felt one or picked one up. Definitely I wouldn't expect anybody to say, oh, yeah, I've been hitting that with a cowbell before. It sucks. But, you know, <laughs> right. it's just so hard to describe, you know. I mean, it was literally like your teeth would rattle every time you would get hit with that thing. Wow. Huge.
2: Yeah, how, in your opinion, how important or not important is social media in wrestling, especially indie wrestling?
0: Uh, well, social media has not only changed professional wrestling; it's kind of changed the entire world. If you think about it, um, that's kind of the direction society is is taking right now. Not only with just professional wrestling, but all forms of television and music. You know, everybody has an opinion now, and it's always expressed through social media. Um, I think it's very important if you're a talent uh, and it's something that's almost a blessing because now, you know, as opposed to maybe like the early 90s, you know, you would have to read maybe a PWI magazine to find out where somebody's wrestling at or a promotion Mm -hmm. that's close by or you would have to get lucky and maybe hear about it on the radio or see a flyer up in town as to where literally everything now is right there at the touch of a button at your fingertips. You can you know, Google local pro wrestling and find out, you know, all the different various independents in your area. Um, right. But guys, guys, you know, may, need to make sure that they're using it for the right reasons too and, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's definitely okay to promote yourself and, you know, let people know where you are and what you're doing and what you're up to and, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I just wish some people would keep their freaking opinions to themselves, you know, just because you have a, Twitter page doesn't necessarily always mean everybody wants to hear every opinion that comes out of your mouth. So uh, it can it can kind of drive you crazy at the same
2: time. Well, that kind of leads me right to my next question. Do smart fans upset you? And, and in your opinion, what is the difference between an educated fan and a smart? That's a very good question.
0: Um, to me, I think that the smartest – Of wrestling fans uh they almost they're almost too smart for their own good and what i mean by that is they don't realize at times they're the easiest ones to con um because they're they look too deep into things and then they always expect something to happen a certain way or something like that and you're able to take them on an emotional roller coaster simply because they think they know it all um uh, do they bother me? Not necessarily. At times, I, I'll be honest, yes, they do. Uh, but you got to understand, too, wrestling fans are the most passionate people in the world, um, the most passionate fans in the world. Uh, they, they, they're going to watch every little single thing that you do. They're going to watch every piece of wrestling that's out there. And, you know, they... I don't know any other way to put it other than the fact that they're just, you know, at times too smart for their own good. But, um, you know, as far as the difference between a smart and an educated wrestling fan, I mean, I consider myself an educated wrestling fan. You know, I've studied it since I was a kid. Well, no, I wouldn't say since I was a kid, but Mm -hmm. I've watched it since I was a kid. And then once I realized this is what I wanted to do, then I wanted to know everything about it. Right. Um, you know, I wanted to know about Lufez, I wanted to read about Bruno San Martino, and I wanted to find out everything I could about British wrestling and Japanese wrestling and all that. I wanted to know everything. Um, and to me, if you want to do your research and find out about the history of the business and why we're at where we are now in professional wrestling and what's changed over the years, who revolutionized the business, that's an educated wrestling fan. Right, okay, and then I guess the term you would use for the other guys is smart. And to me, that's the guy that has no girlfriend that hops on YouTube and he'll review the next <laughs> PWX DVD that comes out in his parents' basements. Okay, he's the guy that'll give John Schuyler a two and a quarter star performance because he didn't do high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot with Shane Strickland. So that th- those are those guys. And, okay. you know, they're just as passionate as everybody else. But there
2: you go. Fair enough. Fair enough.
4: Very interesting. Um, saw you at FIP on a Sunday on ipay per uh, Great showing, by the way. Um, Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, do you have plans to work in Dragon Gate or Evolve? And if so, who would you like to face there?
0: Uh, I'll be completely honest with you, Laura. Um, I will work for any wrestling company that comes calling that will pretty much guarantee me an opportunity to get seen on the national stage. So if that means Dragon Gate USA or Evolve, I'm all for it. I would love to jump all over those kind of opportunities because you never say no in this business. You never know what something might lead to. Um, There's been tremendous talents that have come out of Dragon Gate USA, uh, and, and, and Evolve and uh, I know a lot of them are on TV now but if I was to go there now um, let's see there's a ton of guys uh, I think uh, Johnny Gargano is fantastic I think uh haul Nation is incredible the things that he can do mm-hmm. um, and I know I'm probably leaving uh, obviously I'm leaving people off uh, I'm a big fan of Ricochet what I've seen of him, uh, Big John Davis, I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, and if Chris Hero were to happen to pop up here and there, you know, because I know he's done some stuff with Dragon Gate recently, I wouldn't mind wrestling Chris Hero. Um, but that's just off the top of my head right there, those, those handful of guys. Uh, and again, if I forgot somebody, I apologize. But that doesn't necessarily mean I don't want to wrestle them, and they're just not popping in my head right now.
4: I, th- I think a match between you and Chris Hero would be absolute money.
0: I think so. I, I'm a big fan of Chris Hero's work, and I really feel like maybe he didn't get the the shot or, or
1: – I
0: wouldn't necessarily say the shot or the opportunity, but I don't know if he necessarily uh, – I don't think – I think WWE might have missed the boat. That's all I'll say. Right,
4: right. I, yeah. I, I totally, totally agree with you. Um, you have a feud going on currently with Anthony Henry in PWX. Um, That's correct. It's, it's, been, it's been a pretty good feud, as a matter of fact. It's been very entertaining. Um, what match would you like to have to settle this feud? What type of match?
1: Uh, what
0: type of match? Uh, well, I can tell you that from experience, it seems like I get thrown in these I quit matches from time to time. Uh I have not uh, yeah. been very
5: mm-hmm. successful.
0: I've not been very successful in those. But uh <laughs> you know, anything to finally shut Anthony Henry up and get him off my back would be uh would be nice because I got my sights set on the P W X Championship and um so if it meant beating Anthony Henry up in a last man standing match or beating Anthony Henry up in a steel
3: cage
0: or a street fight, we can do it old school, we can do it new school, it doesn't matter to me. Um as long as i finally make sure that anthony henry and possibly his little flower amber are just out of my life forever and uh right you know right where they belong and that's off you know on a date somewhere outside of pwx you know i don't i just i get i get tired of people like that that just latch themselves on to me and become a thorn in my side Oh,
4: yeah, I, I can tell. I, I can tell. Um, you guys have had some back-and-forth battles. And you you're talking about the PWX title leads me right up to my next question. Um, a lot of PWX fans are saying that you're going to be the one who will challenge Cedric for the PWX title as in, as in, as in giving him a run for his money. Um, what are your plans in PWX? And I... You just answered my next question. Do you challenge? Do you plan on challenging Cedric for the PWX title?
0: Um, I definitely think there's potential money in a match between John Schuyler and Cedric Alexander. Um, however, I said I had my sights set on the PWX championship. Now, if that means Cedric Alexander is the PWX champion when it's finally my chance to get a shot, then so be it. But if it's somebody else, it's somebody else. I'm after the PWX championship. I don't necessarily have any personal animosity yet with Cedric Alexander. I do feel like PWX management has maybe played favorites and put him in the spot that he is as far as he was given every opportunity in the world. I mean, they gave him a freaking dream match series where he wrestled virtually every top independent wrestler that you possibly can wrestle. And all the while, I was floundering and, and feuding with Jake Manning and you know, towards the undercard or middle of the card or whatever. And I'm not a middle-of-the-card guy. I belong in the last match. I People, I think, will pay money to see me wrestle the PWX champion. And I definitely think
2: people will pay money to see me wrestle Cedric Alexander. Now, I know I will. John, yeah, did you watch the Ring of Honor pay-per-view with, with Cedric in it on Sunday? And if so, sure. what were your thoughts on it?
0: <laughs> I did watch uh, most of the show. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I got through all of it. But I did watch Cedric Alexander's performance against Roderick Strong. And I'll be honest, I was I was impressed. I was very, very impressed. And I'm not trying to badmouth Cedric here, because even if he didn't have PWX management, that had, by his side, deeming him the golden boy, he would have probably got there eventually anyway, because he's that talented. I mean, he's one of the, he's literally one of the best wrestlers out there right now. And I'm not saying that because... He's a PWX guy or a Ring of Honor guy or a North Carolina guy. I'm just saying that because it's the truth. Um, I was very impressed with his showing against Roderick Strong, and it was probably the biggest win of his career. Uh, but I'm not Roderick Strong. Um, I'm John Schuyler. And whenever Cedric feels like maybe he wants to defend the PWX championship against some real competition, I'll be right there
2: waiting. Now, I had asked someone in PWX to describe you in one word, and their reply to me was honorable. And my question to you is, how would you respond to that, and do you think that Cedric Alexander has enough honor to put the title up, the PWX title up, in a match against you? Well, whoever
0: said that I was honorable is, uh, well, I don't know what they were smoking or what they were thinking because I consider myself far from honorable. I'm actually pretty much, if I could describe myself in one word, it would be scoundrel uh, because I'm the most villainous person you'll ever meet in your life, and you can ask anybody in the locker room that. I I might be honest and brutally honest, but that's what's gotten me in trouble is my mouth, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. So if Cedric Alexander, does he have the honor to, to put the title on the line, I would think so. If not, he's definitely conned a lot of people into believe, making people believe that he's an honorable guy and an honorable champion. But to me, it's 2014, man. We're pro wrestlers. There's not an honorable bone in any of our bodies. We lie to people on a daily basis.
2: I want to uh, I want to play a word game with you. I want to I want to throw some wrestling names at you. And I'd like for you to reply with one word or a phrase to describe that wrestler. Let's do it. Shawn Michaels. Greatest of all time. AJ Styles. Uh, Phenomenal. (laughs) Ronnie Garvin. Mm, hard hands, Adam Pierce,
0: mm, knowledgeable,
2: Terry Funk, crazy, but in a good way, Cedric Alexander. Athletics Triple H Uh,
0: Mr. Wrestling Corey Hollis Incredibly underrated Brock Lesnar
2: A Destroyer Caleb Conley Um, Paper champion Amen Brian Kanabrewski Visionary John, a lot of people think that you've got some great opportunities Ahead of you in PWX I know that I do I know that Laura does On uh, June the 28th at no time off What can we expect from you? Uh,
0: well, first of all, this Saturday, June the 28th, and no time off, I'll be going one-on-one with the five-star king, Mr. Match of the Night, Anthony Henry, yet again, and I think people can expect, uh, me to be as ruthless as always, uh, I don't think this is going to be quite the wrestling match, I think it's going to be more of a fight, um, I think maybe PWX management might have made a mistake having us in the same building, for one, with with each other, but also putting us in a match together, is uh, is is simply got it's got all the makings for a volatile situation, and it's going to be very very uncomfortable for a lot of people. What I do to Anthony Henry, and if his girl Amber wants to to play valet, and she wants to be Miss Nice and be around ringside. People are going to be very uncomfortable, what I might do to her, too. Oh. Now, John, very, very I know, uncomfortable.
2: Uh, well, we will certainly be tuned in, and we will be giving the results from from PWX's no time off. Obviously, next week on the show, uh, I'd like to wish you luck, but I don't think there's going to be any luck that's going to be needed because you sound like you're you're very focused and very intent on making a statement at no time off. Um, I know that you said that you're going to be leaving out of the country. Uh for folks that want to keep up with uh what's going on with you while you're out of the country on social media if you wanna put anything up, where can they find information out at on you? Uh
0: they can find me on Twitter, it's probably the best avenue to get in touch with me. Uh and they can follow me at the John Skyler and it's S K Y L E R uh I got a YouTube channel where they can check out matches, promos, all sorts of cool stuff, and it's just the John Schuyler YouTube channel. Um, I'm on Instagram. I post all sorts of cool little photos on there, and they can also like the uh, Southern Savior John Schuyler fan page on Facebook. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'll be working for PWX this Saturday against Anthony Henry at no time off, and then this Sunday, June 29th, I'll be wrestling for WrestleForce in Casey, South Carolina, a big show that they have every year, every summer called Meltdown. That'll be this Sunday, and then from there I'll hop on the uh, the big Iron Bird and go across the the, the Atlantic to Europe. For very all, very for cool. The entire
2: summer. So we'll we'll put those links up on our webpage tonight after the show so that fans can uh, can find them as well. John, I uh, want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and being with us tonight. It's been uh, been tremendous just to have you on and, and being able to speak with you and and getting your uh, getting your perceptions on on wrestling and 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 what the future holds for you. We certainly appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. Thank
0: you for having me. Anytime you guys want me back on, I love doing these kind of things. I love talking about myself and I love talking about <laughs> wrestling. And maybe uh, when I do win the PWX, maybe when I do win the PWX championship, maybe we can have an entire show dedicated to me.
2: We could, uh, we okay. could probably, we could probably arrange that, John. Before we let you go, could we get you to record a bump for us to say something like, "This is the Southern Savior, John Schuyler, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show." Yeah, you can go whenever you're ready, sir.
1: This is the Southern
0: Savior, John Schuyler, and you're listening to the Live from the Armory Wrestling Podcast. If you aren't listening to it, you are simply weak-minded, and we
2: all know what I do to weak-minded people. I trample the weak. John, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, sir. Have a good night. I'll see you
4: Saturday, John.
0: See you Saturday, Laura.
2: Thank you, John. Thank you. And there goes John Schuyler. Very cool guy.
4: Awesome. Yeah. Enjoyed, totally cool. Um. Yeah.
2: Totally enjoyed him. Uh, you know, we we had talked last week. You know, and we're fortunate in the sense that uh, we get to talk to a lot of people. Uh, you know, with Caleb, Cedric you know John there there is a a ton of talent in PWX and i know a lot of people think that uh there is some kind of uh conspiracy theory that we are being sponsored by PWX no. <laughs> that there is like an underground pipeline uh that's not the case folks what it is is that Laura and i have a tremendous eye for talent and we know and i'm i'm very glad that that John spoke about you know, educated fans and smarks, uh, because I consider myself and I consider Laura educated fans, you know, and and I've said this before and I'll say it again, you know, I've been watching pro wrestling, I'm not talking about sitting around in a diaper, not knowing what was on TV, I've been watching pro wrestling since 1978, and I've seen a lot of guys come, I've seen a lot of guys go, you know, and I know a little bit, about pro wrestling and I know a little bit about the history of this sport and to tie this all in for you folks when John was talking about the it factor there are guys and gals that you can tell have the it factor you know I talked about Houston Carson from NWA Houston a few weeks ago he has the it factor okay talked about Cedric Alexander in the past he has the it factor and I told you, just like I told you last week, I say it to you again, John Schuyler has the hit factor. So very, very cool to have him on. And you get to see him coming up too, don't you?
4: I do, I do. And if you've not seen John Schuyler wrestle, and I'm not kidding you, when his music hits, he's not looking around. He's not looking at what the fans are doing. He is. He's got his eye on that ring. And I'm telling you, it is he's in the zone. It's like there's nobody else here except for me, my opponent and the referee. I you that. He He,
5: Go ahead, Laura. Go he ahead. comes
4: out to do a job and he does it well and I I see nothing but uh good things for John in the future.
2: Well, you know, I You know that I I like Cedric Alexander. I like Cedric Alexander's ring style, you know, and I've met Cedric in person and and talked with him and, and all that good business. And I can tell you that Cedric has a huge mark on his back being the PWX champion. We all know what went down at Ring of Honor, Best in the World, and all that other stuff. Cedric better glance over his shoulder because there are several people, and at the top of that list is John Schuyler, that that belt would look pretty good hanging around his waist. I'm just saying. So, Cedric, I know you've got a game plan for whatever you're planning on doing, but just rest assured, my friend, there are people that would like to have that title just as much as what you're holding it right now. So, very cool. And the reason why I brought that, that match up, and, and, folks, you can you can YouTube this or any of that. You can go to uh, to John's page and find these links as well. That match that I saw him in with Bob Keller at that that. The the bull rope match, when he's talking about getting hit with the cowbell, you know I was watching that match, and I've seen a lot of bull rope matches, you know, I'd seen the you know the whole rope between legs, you know the old Dusty Roads you know deal, and this that and the other. When I'm telling you these guys were were whacking each other with the cowbell in the head, like what John was describing, there were a couple times when he said you know you can feel your teeth rattle. There were times when I was watching it, my teeth were rattling here, and I'm telling you they were laying the wood to each other. <laughs> I don't know about you, Laura, but I'm not too intent on getting hit in the head with a cowbell like that.
4: Uh, no. What you mean? Uh, because, I mean, when I think of cow, a bull rope matches, who do you think of? Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Um, yeah, I'm sure your teeth do rattle when they hit you in the head because that, that thing's metal and it's heavy. It's not like you know some little bell. Hmm. It's heavy. I mean, it's got to go around. They call it a bull rope for, you know, for a reason,
2: you know. I mean, a a genuine cowbell, I believe, weighs a good five, six pounds. It's not like one of these bull bells that you take to the stadium, you know, and, you know, get rattled off at any rate. Uh, We'll run down some indie events for you. You know, I was kind of surprised when I was looking through through the schedule. It doesn't seem like coming up here on the the last week of June – that there were that many indie events, not as many as what we've read off in the past, but then, you know, I, I fast forwarded the uh the calendar into July and July is just slam packed with shows. But we try not to get too far out into the too future of, because yeah. you know, everybody can be forgetful and, you know, we try to present the information halfway during the week for the weekends so that you have the information on hand because, you know, if we tell you about a show three weeks from today, more than likely, because most of our fans are, you know, absent-minded, they will forget three minutes later what we even said to them. So. Uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic presents Battle for the Bus 2. This is Friday, June 27, 7.30 bell time at the Allmans Boys and Girls Club in Burlington, North Carolina. Scheduled to appear, Nick Richards, former show guest and – Man with Stitches in His Shoulder, Lance Lude, uh, Trevor Lee, Manny Garcia, Charlie Weston, and more. Uh, I read that this is a fundraiser for the All-Mace, uh County Boys and Girls Club, so proceeds of this uh, show will go to them. You can find out the uh, information for tickets on this show, uh, www.cwf247.com. That's uh, Alamance.
4: Just to take- Say that again? Alamance, okay. In county in North Carolina.
2: Okay, where is where is CWF Hollywood tape that?
4: <laughs> You're not getting me on that one. <laughs> okay. Nope, not gonna do it. It's in it's in California. Um, Alamance
2: is that that's how it Alamance.
4: Yeah, I think what was, he just left out the N when yeah. you wrote it. Al-
2: I do that all the time, and a lot of times you'll hear me say all kinds of crazy stuff.
4: Yeah, without, yeah, okay. Never mind, going to move right on. Um, Be
2: nice to me, be nice to me.
4: NWA Houston, Saturday, June 28th, 7.30 bell time, the VFW Post 8905 in Cypress, Texas. Uh, scheduled to appear, Tim Storm, Byron Wilcott, Houston Carson, Barbie Hayden, Steve Anthony, Matt Riviera. He's been on the show here. And more. For more information, you can go to Uh
2: AIW Absolutely Intense Wrestling presents Absolution 9. This is Sunday, June 29th, 6 p.m. bell time. Turner's Hall in Cleveland, Ohio, Scheduled to appear, newly crowned Ring of Honor champion Michael Elgin, Kevin Steen, Chris Saban, Josh Prohibition, Jimmy Jacobs, BJ Whitmer, ACH, Tyson Ducks, and many more. Info on this show can be found at www.aiwrestling.com.
4: And PWX presents No Time Off this Saturday. June 28th at the Salvation Army and Boys Club of High Point in High Point, North Kakalaki. There's still good tickets available, folks. You don't want to miss this one. You can go to pwxpro.com for tickets. Tickets start at $5. $20 gets you in with meet and greet front row. That's what I always do. It's great. Can't beat it. Doors open at 630. Bell time is at 730. The card is as follows. ISIS with the Tommy Thomas, best trio in wrestling right there, folks, taking on the Bravados. Uh, this ought to be a barn burner. Uh, Zane Riley's going to take on Billy Brash, Chris Lee, which I want to quickly cover. Chris Lee is also a um, television personality for a television station out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina and I don't know if you saw the big media buzz about it, but he had challenged a cheerleader to a split contest, that she could jump up and do a split better than he could. She jumped up and did the split. He jumped up and did a split and split his pants. (laughs) Okay. Well, the Today Show picked that up. CNN picked it up. It went national. Yeah. It went
2: viral. He went viral over split pants.
4: Yeah, it, it, and he's he's a good wrestler. I saw him at uh, Firestar Pro um
2: mm-hmm.
4: at the beginning of the month. He's a, he's a good wrestler. So he's this is the Chris Lee I'm talking about. He's going to take on Craig Huffman who is uh one of Tommy's new clients for ISIS. So this should be interesting. Uh, they've already had a little uh, banner back and forth on Facebook. Um John Schuyler who was just on, he's going to be taking on Anthony Henry. Mm-hmm. And from what he described, I might want to uh, bring a barf bag because, well, no, I don't have a very strong constitution. Um, yep. This is a three-way. It's going to be Chase Brown versus Jackson James versus Drew Myers. Mm-hmm. And the main event for the PWX heavyweight title, Cedric Alexander, previous guest on the show, makes his first title defense against the I- the ITV champion, who's also a previous guest, Lance Lude. Also appearing will be Tessa Blanchard and the long-awaited return to PWX of Chastity Ann Taylor. PWX always puts on a good show. I know Bob said, you know, people think that we are sponsored by them or they give us things. They don't. I pay for every ticket I I get. Merchandise, I pay for it myself. I just promote PWX because I believe in the product. If I believe in you as, as far as a promotion, a wrestler, a manager, I'm going to do my best to get your name out there because I like you and I believe in you. So I believe in PWX. That's why I go. I take two hours most of the time to go watch the wrestling. And I do want to say this because Mr. Sleaze tweeted this to me. He wants me to say that Mr. Sleaze is greater than Joey Ryan. So I said it. I want to say, hey, Cameron
2: Kate. <clears throat> the heat in Atlanta was really hot. <laughs> and I, I just got this in. I know I know that Laura will be ecstatic about this. I have been informed that although he will not be performing in the ring at PWX, Caleb Conley will be working the concession stand making popcorn.
4: Uh, no, 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 no. Caleb Conley will be in Carboro, North Carolina, on a show that day. He will not be working the concession stand. Yes, <laughs> Ah, <laughs>
5: uh,
2: God, I just love some of the stuff I, I say wait. sometimes. God, I, I can't it.
4: wait until Wrestlecade when you get to meet Caleb, and because he's going to be there. And you can yeah. tell him all the nasty stuff that you say to his face.
2: Listen, we we've had this conversation before. I'm not even gonna give I'm not even gonna give this the amount of time that it deserves. When I show up at WrestleCade and I stand nose to nose with Caleb Conley, I will tell him in person what I've said, Dalt. The entire time we've been on the air since the second week of January. 25 episodes in. And it was confirmed tonight by John Schuyler. I will tell him...
4: Whatever, I didn't like that.
2: I will, you, you didn't like that. Now now we don't like something, because somebody else confirms what everybody else knows to be true. I will look hey, at Caleb Conley. I will stand directly across from him, face-to-face, nose-to-nose, and I will tell him how big of a fraud that I think that he is, in person. And I want you to have the little video camera so you can put it out on the Twitter machine or on Facebook, whatever you want to do. And you can put that out, and we'll watch that go viral. How about that, Toots?
4: Let me tell you something. I'll be sitting there, you know, recording that, and when he pops you in the mouth, that'll go viral.
2: Yeah. He better not lay his hands on me. He better not lay his hands on me. I've got a good attorney. Up
4: face, a a I've
2: got a good attorney. What happened? I'm a corporate cowboy. I'm not a what, fighter.
4: What what it, what attorney do you have? Uh, do we cheat him and boy? Yeah. What is that? Do we cheat him and
5: how?
4: Um, what is that? Uh, yeah. And uh, boy and how? Do, yeah. No, boy, it's... do we cheat him and how? That's it. Right yeah. there. Uh, yeah. That's who you have.
2: Yeah. Well. No. You, 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 you tell whoever's a PWX that shuffled him out the back door like a breeze blown through the window. That uh, if he needs to come back, that he can always put the cheese on the nachos. How about that?
4: Yeah, we'll see yeah. about who's putting cheese on nachos.
2: Yeah, well,
4: who's putting an ice pack on their eye?
2: You want him to hit me, don't you?
4: I don't want him I don't want you to face him and say all the mean and nasty things you say about him to his face.
2: I already so told you to, I don't you know
4: face to face.
2: I've already told you I don't have a problem with that. I've already told you that. Just wait. Just okay. wait. Day of reckoning is coming. Day of reckoning is coming. He can all I I am the hope of the hopeless. All those critics that have joined—that sound you hear, that chorus, that that cry in unison of all those people that have followed behind me and said, "You know what, Bob, you're right. I was wrong about Caleb Conley." They will all stand with me.
4: Okay, let me say this about this. Okay, I said this to you on Facebook. I'm gonna say it Mm -hmm. where everybody can hear me. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: Um, I don't ever ever want to hear you say anything that Caleb did to tarnish the PWX title. I don't ever remember him putting uh, a woman in the figure four leg lock while her uh, husband was tied up in the ropes. That's well, your ROH champion for you.
2: Well, you cold, know what? Baby. Yeah, if you keep showing up to PWX shows wearing that Cedric Alexander shirt and you forget that Caleb Conley on the card and he slaps the figure four on you, I don't want to hear anything about it because that's the kind of guy he is. My BFF
4: would never do that. That's the kind of guy he he
2: is. Yes, he would.
4: No, that's
2: not
4: the kind of guy he is. I believe that uh, since we've got a little extra time, I believe that Sleaze has something he wants to say.
2: Uh, Let me run this last thing down real quick, and then we'll bring Sleaze on. Uh, You know what? I caught this event. For the first time this morning, and I swear, either I'm getting lazy or Shine isn't promoting like they used to because I I checked the website this past week and I did not see this. Shine uh, number 20, is Friday, June 27th, yeah. 9 p.m. bell time from Ebor City, Florida, live on iPay-per-view, www.wwnlive.com, or... Uh, www.shinewrestling.com. Uh, I saw this as a promotional uh, poster that uh, one of the uh, wrestlers, uh, former show guest uh, Sassy Steph, put out on her Facebook page. I had not seen anything else about this show. I know that the uh, SNS Express will be there, the Kimber Bombs, the Lucha Sisters, and Ivelisse are on the card, but I can't tell you much more than that. Like I said, I was checking my, my feed this morning, before I left for work, and lo and behold, there's a promotional poster there for it. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Was it? Have you seen anything about this, or was it? Is it just me? The,
4: well, the only thing I heard about it is they talked about it at the end of the FIPI pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They announced it, and I was like, "Oh, really? I hadn't seen anything about that because usually they have that stuff out at least what, a month, maybe."
2: Yeah, maybe. usually, usually something like that. What's up, Eric? Oh man, what
1: is up? I've been listening to this whole show. I've enjoyed it. You know, I've been listening to the John Schuyler thing. It was great. I enjoy uh, I've met John Schuyler so many times, a really cool guy. Um, what I what I started to get kinda wore out by is y'all talking about, Oh, come to WrestleCade, you know. You know, Bob, you could pay you could pop buy a plane ticket to South Carolina come to my street, I'll kick you in the nuts, and it'll be a lot cheaper than what you'd have to go see over there. Well, you know. I'm just saying, Bob, I mean, you know, apparently Sleaze doesn't get heat enough, so Sleaze is about to get more fucking heat, because I've got, like, a few minutes, and I know Jordan Castles is about to tweet out, because I know he's been sitting there on this whole show waiting for me to say, uh, tweet, uh, book uh, Sleaze at WrestleCade, or don't, who gives a shit, Um, But um, let's put it like this, Bob. I was told by quite a few people there, uh, yeah, we're going to use new people this year. Uh, We're going to do all new things this year. Um, We only got room in the Battle Royal. I asked to be booked in the Battle Royal. No, no booking for the Battle Royal for Eric Thompson. But when they say that we're booking all new people, when we're booking all new people, and then I asked... About 15 people from last year that were at the same Russell Cade that I was, if they were at Russell Cade and they were booking on the car, they said yes. So once again, say that you don't want to book me, and I will be on my merry way. But if you just make up bullshit excuses, I'm going to shoot on
2: you. So you would rather have some transparency. You would just rather have an upfront answer, Mr. Sleaze, we're not booking you.
1: It it, it makes no sense. I mean, honestly, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm going to have faith in a company. I'm going to have complete faith in a company and say, hey, these guys might want me back. I'm going to keep trying at it. But what I don't know is I'm bugging the shit out of them because what they're doing right now, is what people do is they give you the runaround. They say, Oh, keep trying. We're gonna, you're going to be here, you know. Uh, hit me up in the summertime. We're not booked yet. We're booking for the main show. Well, the main show takes 17 years to book. Um, And, you know, then they say, oh, here comes Fan Fest. Uh, send your resumes in. Send my resume in. I was runner-up to freight train last year in the WrestleCade Idol contest. Do you not remember me? Must not. Um. So, what? <laughs> It appears to me, Bob, that I'm going to spend a hundred and something dollars probably. I'm going to get me a nice little hotel room in Winston-Salem at the Marriott, and I'm going to buy me some cheap-ass ticket because I'm not going full force to buy a ticket. And I'm going to show up, and I'm going to do exactly what Big Donnie did last year, and instead of saying, fuck Gunner, it's going to have signs saying, fuck WrestleCade.
2: So you're going to pick it out in front of WrestleCade.
1: No, I'm going to pick it in the middle of FanFest. I'm going to You're going, sure. You're going to go right there and
2: do it, right in the middle of the whole if thing.
1: I'm, if I'm paying $15 for a ticket, they can kick me out for
2: $15. Well, you know, Eric, and I'm going I'm to talk here FIP for a minute. booked me, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of times we, we get Eric on, and you never know. Who listens to this show? You never know who might have some stroke and who may not and the whole premise behind the the sleaze gets heat deal uh, goes back to you know Eric in his interview. We had eric on uh, on an episode called wrestling with fatherhood and and, and what 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 attracted me to to sleaze was is that this was a guy that had a bag packed, ready in his car, single dad, working a job, wrestling on the weekends. And I know there are people that are going to say, Bob, I know 60 other different guys that are doing that. Well, you know, I just we just kind of took a, a shine to Eric in doing that. And, uh, you know, Eric's always been, been somebody that, that I, I've considered a friend uh, in this business. Uh, Good, bad, or indifferent, you know, you never know what he's going to say. But with that being said, you also know who's listening. And it just so happens to, to be that, Eric, there may be somebody that's listening right now that wants to book you. See, because that's what we do here. You know, that's what we do here. We try to help people out. So don't be surprised, Mr. Sleaze, Eric Thompson, if your phone doesn't ring. Don't be surprised if you don't get a direct message. Don't be surprised if you don't get a message on Facebook from somebody that wants to book you. You're welcome. Awesome. Folks, that brings us to the end of another uh, action-packed episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. It was really great to have John Schuyler on with us tonight. Uh, coming sure. Coming up was. next week. Coming up next week, we'll go on and announce uh, go announce these two guests because we've got another double show because we're gluttons for punishment and we don't have anything <laughs> better to do. Uh, actually, scheduled next week, the Tommy Thomas drops by to talk a little bit more wrestling. He's already been on the show, but he's going to give us a little bit of an update as to what's been going on with ISIS. There's a lot of buzz circulating around Tommy Thomas and some of his plans for ISIS. and no, I'm not talking about the terrorist organization. We're talking about we're talking about wrestling What does is, what is, what is ISIS stand for, Laura? I'm going to put you on the spot because I know In- I,
4: I, I, independent sports, entertainment.
2: There you go. So he's going to drop by and let us know a little bit about that. And as promised, rescheduled, because we, we, we try to stay on top of everything as best we can. Rescheduled for next week, daughter of WWE Hall of Famer and member of the legendary Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchard's daughter, Tessa Blanchard will be joining us next week. We're really excited to have her on the show. There's a lot of buzz going on around this young lady right now, and we want to sit down and talk with her and get her whole take on this whirlwind ride that has just started. There's people calling, sending her emails, text messages, tweets, this, that, and the other. She's in high demand right now already. Uh, But we want to get her on the show, and we'll get to talk with Tessa Blanchard about uh, what she thinks that wrestling may hold for her, so we're very excited to have her on the show, folks. We want to thank you for listening wherever you may be at, whether you are downloading us or whether you happen to listen to us live tonight. We certainly appreciate all the support, all the messages that we get each and every week. I know that uh, I know it's overwhelming for me at times, and I know that uh, I know the same for Laura. So. We want to thank you all for uh, for tuning in wherever you may be at. Laura, do you have anything you want to say to the folks before we go?
4: PWX Saturday, be there.
2: There you go. Because if you do go, you'll get to meet Laura. She'll be there. She'll be the one looking for Caleb back at the concession stand to get her another Coke.
4: <laughs>
2: folks, thanks for tuning in, and remember. There's never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week.
5: Whoop, whoop.
3: been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on BlogtalkRadio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.